When describing the pit which Yosef HaTzadik was thrown into, the Torah elaborates, and the pit was empty, there was no water in it. And the famous question is why the Torah saw any value in emphasizing that the pit had no water if it already told us that the pit was empty. We know that Chazal famously suggests that indeed the pit was really only empty from water, but maybe had other contents. But if so, what was in the pit? And how would you possibly know that? And why would the Torah describe the pit as empty if it really had contents? So what really was and what was not in the pit? We answer that question as we enter another dimension, one not only of Pshat, but of Remez, Drash, and Sod, a journey into a mystifying paradise of Parsha imagination, an area which we call the Parsha Pardes. Welcome to this week's edition of Parsha Pardes, or Parsha Paradise, here at the Database with Rabbi Yeshua Eisenberg, where this week is Parsha Svayeshev, and we are sponsored anonymously, Luli Nishmas, Shemot Menachem, and Ayaleib, Leah Bas Avram, and Yehuda Chizda Yakir Ben Rav Shlomo, their Nishamas should have an Aliyah. And anyone else who wants to partner up with us at the database because you enjoy the shiurim on the podcasts, whether in this series or in the others that we have here. So just reach out to me at thedatabase.gmail.com. That's the data then base, B-E-I-S at gmail.com to make your sponsorship today or to join the database podcast WhatsApp group where weekly updates are sent out and all of the shiurim are uploaded. Now, in the meantime, coming back to our question of what was in the pit, what was not in the pit, and why the Torah phrases everything the way it does in this story. So we start off with the Pashup shot. And Al Peep shot, it could be suggested that the pit was really undoubtedly empty of all contents, as the Chumash states so plainly, the Borik. The question then is why the Torah would emphasize the lack of water. So I was actually mechaving to a couple of different pshatim that are offered by the Mefarshim. The first of which we find um, quoted at least in the Rashbam, the Chizkuni, the Bechor the Radak, and the Nitziv, among others. And that first pshat, which several Mefarshim point out, is that the Torah singled out water to communicate that Yosef's brothers purposely avoided throwing him into a pit of water so that they wouldn't drown him killing him directly with their hands, right? We know that this is one of their priorities, not to kill him with their hands. They had originally planned to kill him, but then they reasoned not to kill him directly, which was the whole purpose for throwing him into the pit. And if they threw him into a pit and drowned him, that would have defeated the purpose of the pit. So to avoid drowning him, they specifically sought out a pit that had no water. Additionally, a contemporary commentary, the Chibay Seir Alatoris, suggests another pshat, which I was mechaving to, that the lack of water is emphasized because the brothers intended for Yosef to die by thirst. He was supposed to die, yes, but only indirectly. And if they threw him into a pit that had water, so Yosef might have been able to drink the water and survive. Now, the weakness of this pshat, that in fact the pit was entirely empty, is that although it does explain the emphasis on water, doesn't fully explain why the Torah referred to the pit as empty, if after all, the pit did have something in it, right, or because it, it didn't, or it didn't have, meaning we could accept that the pit was empty, but that fact is irrelevant if all we care about is the fact that it had no water, so why would the Torah specify that it's empty? And with this, we move over to both Remez and Rash. Because there is a famous drash that's cited by Rashi, 
from it's a it's a drash from the Gemara and Shabbos, with several accompanying Ramazim in support, suggest that indeed the pit was only empty of water, but contained something else: Nechashim ve'akravim, snakes and scorpions. And we will see that there are some who appear to take this explanation as an alternative pushup shot. But what this read suggests is that the specification that there was no water was really just modifying the earlier statement that the pit was empty. In other words, yes, that the pit was empty, but only insofar as it had no water, but it did have something else. Now, the question is how anyone could presume that there were snakes and scorpions in there. In fact, the Torah does not say it outright that there were snakes and scorpions. And if there were snakes and scorpions there, why would the Torah describe the pit as empty? So the Sifsei Chachamim suggests that while the main airspace of the pit was empty, snakes and scorpions emerged from the cracks and the crevices. So in a certain sense, it was empty. But it's also true that there could have been snakes and scorpions somewhere within that pit. The Dasikanum suggests that where there was an arid, waterless pit, there was naturally bound to be a presence of these cold-blooded creatures to inhabit that empty space. And in this vein, it does sound like a possibility of a push-up shot that, historically speaking, there were snakes and scorpions in this pit. However, in support of this alternative read, the Balaturim points out that the word rake, the word empty, appears only twice in scripture, and the other time is in reference to the Torah, which Moshe states is lo mikem, it's not an empty matter. And this apparently alludes to the fact that neither was this pit truly empty. And this is the first of the Ramazim that we find. And how could one know what inhabited the pit? So the Balaturim bolsters this Midrashic read by citing an explicit verse in Sefer Devarim, in a Ches Yodalid, which describes the desert, the wilderness, the Midbar, as containing Nachash Visaraf, a serpent and a fiery serpent, Ve'akrav and a scorpion. And then it says, Tsimon Asherim a thirst in which there is no water. This verse contains that similar and familiar double expression referencing a lack of water. And it also mentions the presence of these same aforementioned reptiles, the snakes and the scorpions. Now, in addition to the above Ramazim, I heard of one incredible remez quoted Bashem the Vilnagon, though I personally couldn't locate any written source for it. And that is that the pit's contents are referenced actually in the next verse, in Bereshus Lamed Zion, Pasuk Chafhei, where the Torah states that Yosef's brothers sat down to eat bread, Vayeshvu le'echolechem. And as this remez goes, the first word, Vayeshvu, can be read as a conjunction of the words Vyeshbo, and there is in it, or but there is in it, meaning that it's meant to modify the pit that was just described. Vyeshbo, but there is something in it. And what, in fact, was in it? So, as this remez continues, if you look at the trup, or the Ta'ame Amikra, the cancellation, the music note, if you look at the trup on these words, Vayeshvu or Vyeshbo, there is a Zarka, which is a squiggly line, which sort of resembles a snake. Now, I'll just mention now that if anyone finds a written source for this Remez, please share. 
reach out to me at the database at gmail.com. I did see a similar remez in the Russia's comments to this verse, though it wasn't precisely the same remez. But if you hear anything about this, if you could find the source for me, I didn't find it in Panina Mishochan Agra, I couldn't find it. But if you do find it, please reach out to me at the database at gmail.com. And now, of course, there was the final deeper, deeper and mystical layer of Sod, wherein we find Rabbeinu Bachya and the Zohar, and the Zohar could be found in his third chilek in Reish Ayin Tes Amid Aleph, so it's 3279a. And then Rabbeinu Bachya and the Zohar explain that the lack of water is, of course, a reference to a lack of Torah, which Chazal famously compared to water. Now, the Zohar adds that the pit represents the fourth gullus, and the reference in Sefer Shemos and Hilchos Nezikin to an ox falling into a pit actually represents Yosef, the Mashiach ben Yosef, falling during this final gullus. And in this final gullus, the Zohar explains, there is a presence of Nechashen and Akravin. There are snakes and scorpions, which are symbolic of the Ramaim, or the cunning and deceptive individuals. In the Zohar Chadash in Parshas Yisro, in Kuf Mandal 144 in Yisro, the Zohar Chadash identifies these individuals as the Erev Rav, the mixed multitude who deceitfully and maliciously tried to lead the Bnei Israel astray. Apparently, Yosef's pit was a dangerous place where he was at risk of losing everything. And if not for the Torah inside him, and the miracle that Hashem performed for him while he was in that pit, Yosef could have never survived, neither physically nor spiritually. With that, we should be zochah to not have only physical protection, but to have the Torah which will provide us spiritual protection from the inhabitants of a world that is empty of that water. And Hashem should rid the world of all of the venomous and deceptive Nechashem and Akravim for all time, with the coming of Mashiach ben David ben Heir Thank you for joining us here at the database.